0: Well, it's a developing threat, um, mainly because it's very easy to to operate. Uh, All you need is a rocket. Right now, it seems that they are uh, very much they are not professional. I mean, they don't have the right rockets, and they don't know how to. Um, produce it exactly, but it's uh, it's a very serious threat. By the way, it's not a new one. It's a kind of a renewed uh, threat. Uh, I remember years ago, there was the launching of uh, Katsusha rockets from Dirbalut to Petach Tikva, and even a couple of uh, rockets from Ramallah to Jerusalem. Now, um, we don't want it to, to spread out. Because it's very easy to to do it. You just have to, you know, to uh, put the the rocket somewhere with a with a clock or in uh, another way. And it's very very hard to get you uh, once you do it. And there are a lot of targets, especially if the targets are not not a small place like Shaked, but uh, let's say. A small town like Afula, uh, it's very easy to to aim to to such a big target and uh, and mm-hmm. to hit. So, uh, uh, what we're we we doing? Is uh, first of all uh, we have to to uh, prevent rockets to arrive to places like uh, Jenin uh, Nablus and other places. Uh, in Judea and uh, Samaria, and the Jordan Valley. Presumably, <laughs> presumably, when the
1: IDF has intelligence uh, on con- concrete intelligence on bomb-making factories, launcher uh, uh, production of launchers, they act immediately.
0: You're right, and uh, and this is another thing they are doing. It's uh, let's call it to follow the knowledge. Uh, once you are in Jenin, you can go to you know, small factories and small places, garages, and uh, people who can do it, because to make a very primitive rocket, it's easy. You can just take a road uh, pole from somewhere and stuff uh a fire powder to it and um, and try to do it. That, that's what they are trying. Uh, we have to make sure that they don't smuggle it, especially from from Jordan and from uh, Gaza or maybe other uh, places. And uh, it's a kind of a, a threat that right now uh, is not very dangerous because uh, it's, it's it's not uh, they they. They don't manage uh, to do it in the same way they do it from uh, Gaza or from uh, Lebanon. Uh, but uh, it might develop, uh, first of all, technologically. It's not only rockets. Uh, they, they are small, uh, small uh, man operated uh, aerial vehicles. Uh, which is very, you gliders that it's very easy to buy. And uh, it's also can, right now, people, uh, uh, terrorists do it from, uh, let's say, uh, Jenin or the, the neighborhood of Jenin, but uh, also uh, Israeli Arabs can do it from, I don't know, Umen Fahem. So, we need a lot of intelligence also of all to uh, prevent it, and uh, what makes it easy on us is that the, actually we control the the area we can uh, enter a uh, whenever needed it is a military operation and uh, its uh, you take some risk but uh, uh, this is what we we have uh, we have to do: to follow the knowledge, to follow the people that can manufacture it, and finally the the terrorists who uh, try to launch it.
1: On a separate issue, you were the um, deputy chief of staff. How concerned are you about what's happening today in the IDF? We know there are thousands of reservists. Some reports say up to ten thousand who are refusing to sign on for missions. Um, the Air Force particularly is badly hit. How concerned are you?
0: Yeah, first of all, it's, uh, it's something that um, that put in risk, uh, first of all, uh, you know, the the, the reservists. I mean, the reservists are very important part of the IDF, especially in the large-scale wars, and especially if the war goes on for more than a month and uh, in different arenas, different fronts. The last time it took place was many years ago, was the Yom Kippur War uh, in '73, Uh, but it might uh, uh, return. Uh, first of all, the good news, it's, it doesn't have any influence so far on the uh, people, on, on, on the young uh, soldiers who are really willing to, to serve. And uh, they, they can now, in August, there is another round of uh, uh, service of uh, young people who are uh, uh, volunteering and uh, goes to the IDF and uh, there are no problems with them. Problem is more with the uh, um, much 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 older uh, pilots, for example, and uh, some people in the intelligence. Now we we don't like it. We don't like it a lot because we where the the IDF is what is called the army of the people, the nation. I mean, everybody, not everybody goes to serve, but they're coming from all different parts of the Israeli society, and we want very very much to continue. If it won't be that way in some parts, uh, let's say maybe some parts in the Air Force, some parts, and the intelligence, what will happen here is that there will be a shift. Uh, right now, we, the, the what is called the serving uh, elite in Israel. Uh, I know because I was a part of it. Let's take, for example, the Yom Kippur War. We were, the people who came from villages and the Kibbutzim was also only... 4% of the population, but in the combating units, we were about 60%, and, uh, and uh, by, by the way, in a large-scale war, um, the, the, the main, the, the, let's say Yom Kippur War, half of the casualties in the Yom Kippur War were people in armoured uh, units.
1: Do you believe the Prime Minister should be doing more to stop this trend? It's more
0: a job of the minister of defense and the chief of staff. So what should but they what, be doing? What should be? Well, practically uh, everybody. If people don't want to volunteer, we don't like it. But they can say, "I don't want to volunteer." But people have to understand that in Israel, you are reserved until the age of forty. Forty. And you are, if you are an officer until the age of 45, which means many years, and, and this is not something you volunteer. It's something that, uh that you, you have to do. Now, eh, uh, people who volunteer after this age or to special units, for example, the paratroopers, paratroopers, so far we don't have problem there. And if there will be a problem, they, what you have to do is to talk with the people if somebody refuse uh, to serve uh, according to the Israeli law. Uh, you have to, to call him uh, to talk about it. And uh, if needed, is the commander should uh, sentence him uh, and uh, do whatever needed.
1: And what about the relationship between the Prime Minister and the Chief of Staff, bearing in mind this crisis?
0: Well, it's not a problem of who is giving the order and who obeyed to it. In The Israeli law, the army report to the government. It was this way, it will continue to be this way. But in such issues, which has to do with what happened in the Israeli society, etc., the generals and the politicians have to develop what is called a um, shared responsibility, which means they have to understand that finally uh, one is in the but, but but you are in the same boat, and uh, uh, you have to develop shared responsibility. Once there is a shared responsibility, Uh, All the other issues are easy to be solved, because the chief of staff understands that he reports to the Israeli government. And this is a democracy, but uh, the the IDF in this uh, democracy report to the government, and this continue, it will continue to be this way.